Hey y'all, I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, I'm praying every night to our patron saint, Andy Cohen. I have a standing lunch date with Brad Pitt's makeup artist. And this episode is dedicated to Penny Marshall. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Beaver Talk. I just had that moment of like remembering I was in my living room and not across from you. And I was like, <laughs> normally we'd like lock eyes and laugh and then say something. But then I just went off into space. Hello. Well, we're locking airwaves. We're locking something. I yeah. don't know. How are you? I mean, <laughs> fine. How good is anyone at yeah. this juncture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I saw a post today um, from Words of Women that was just like, just feel, it was posted by the time this airs, it would have been last week. And it was kind of just like, I feel endlessly tired and lost and overwhelmed. And like, is anyone else feeling this way this week? And we're really in it. Mm. We're really in it at this point. Yeah, we are. I mean... It snowed here. Oh, you guys, I can't believe you guys up there in the snow. It fully, there's a, there's an inch. There's a thick coating. It snowed in the morning. It snowed in the afternoon. But I feel like in such a time warp that yeah. I'm like, is it December? Yeah. Is it Christmas? Right. Are you I, home for Christmas? Is that like, what's going on like, here? Where am I? <laughs> oh my God. So I kind of feel indifferent about it, but also annoyed. Well, yeah, you must just feel so out of body. I mean, you guys went up there a month ago. Yeah. A whole wow, month. Wow, wow, I was thinking about, like, how when you get married to someone, you think, like, oh, are they going to be, like, a good partner? Oh, can you live with them? You don't think, like, oh, are they going to, like, eat my mother's cooking for a month or live with my parents? You know, like what what we are asking of each other during these times is, is insane. It's very next level and like nothing we could have ever prepared for, you know, like, I mean, you guys, you guys far more than Umer and I, like, obviously we're not isolating with our families, but, um, yeah, you guys have really been hunkered down up there. Yeah. How are you guys feeling? Um, I mean, we feel fine. We have a really like ideal situation in the sense of just like we have space and we have like the main floor of a brownstone. Um, and so from a space perspective, like it's pretty much the same. Yeah. You guys can hide from each other on your two floors. Totally. We can both put on like headphones and like pretend the other doesn't exist. Yeah. That's nice. Um, so nice. I'm missing I that. Think, yeah, totally. I mean, I, totally. There's so many of you in the house together and with Ginny and with like everything. It's like a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. I, actually, as 
<laughs> As we say that my husband is texting, can I come in? Forgot my shoes. So, yeah, I'm going to let him in. Yeah, let him in. Let Sal in. Yeah, because here we are. What does he need his shoes for? He's not going anywhere. I just walked away from the microphone, so give me one second. She's just coming back. Yeah. <laughs> or am I? She's coming. She's coming back from the bedroom. Um, yeah, he is. He's running on the treadmill. So. Oh, bless know, him. Please, right? It's like Good. I just Come ate on. a bag of cookies. Yeah. Hi. I'm on like my fourth round of leftovers yeah a marinade banana pudding from magnolia's recipe this week and all i've been eating all week is banana pudding that's nice <laughs> so that that'll tell you where i'm at we don't have any wine my parents don't drink wine what and so i really need to like go out and mask up and get some wine i feel like the first week we did this you were doing it with like a lovely red like, I feel like you had a wine with you. You know, I did because my Aunt Holly, thank God, does drink wine. And so wine will come into the house. Um, but my parents don't have it, like, in on, in stock the way we have, like, beer or other, you know, accoutrements. So anyway. Probably, you need to get yourself some wine. That's, like, first on the docket. I know. I had a glass of grapefruit juice. I was like, this is not nope. decadent. <laughs> No, that's absolutely not going to do anything for anyone. That's not a part of our quarantine dream or no. reality. <laughs> so it's no. not part of a quarantine dream. No. Nope. <laughs> no, it isn't. Oh, my God. Well, what else is going on? I feel like... You know, I had... Is this something kind of strange, but I had like a call this morning while I was drinking my coffee and my daughter was miraculously asleep and I got to like sit and chat with somebody and it wow. was so... If you know how we used to like go to coffee dates, yeah, I was like, this was so nice to just have a talk with somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that. Yeah, I wrote I wrote about it today in my uh, in our little writing prompts. Diana and I, do you want to explain to people what what you've, you're having us do? Yeah, sure. So I'm the kind of friend who loves to give her friends homework at a time because your time is my time, and oh, we're all please. in quarantine. Yeah, you're singing to the <laughs> choir. Um, so there was this project started and I originally came to it through Maggie Rogers of all people, but, um, it's a project called the isolation journals and it started on April 1st. And the idea is that every day you sign up or so you sign up for this newsletter list and every day you're given a prompt from a different creative, um, to write about that morning. So it's, as I said, it's like a daily thing and I, uh, I love journaling. It's a huge part of my practice. I've talked about it a lot, um, over the beaver talks. Um, and I just have been talking to girlfriends and kind of like connecting with people and hearing that everyone's kind of at loose ends for a creative project. And, you know, some of us are self-starters, but it can be really difficult to kind of know which way to jump with a creative project and to get something started. So I just reached out to my favorite gals and asked if people wanted to be on this isolation journals path with me. So 
Aaron is part of the group. Um, Nora, who's been on a few Beaver Talks, is also part of the group. Alex Dickinson, Brooke Ramsey, um, all of our Beaver Talk gals, as well as a few... Olivia Land. And I was um, going to say all these people have been on the podcast. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, wow, I'm really not, I'm really just fishing off the dock. Um, no, but it's, it's like my favorite people that I brought together. And so what we're doing is um, we're all doing the prompts, kind of the ones that resonate with us. I'm definitely not doing them every day, but um, journaling with the prompts that resonate. And then every week you girls are sending me your favorite pick of the week and I'm just sending them out to the group every Saturday. It's, it's kind of like a reading list. Honestly, it's like such a treat to read everyone's stuff. Aww. Like it really is such a, like a exciting, you know, like I like stress about my pick all week. I'm like, I like make my husband read them and I'm like, which one is better? And like, Oh my goodness, you would not believe the stress texts I got from everybody. Really? Yeah, everybody. Everyone was like, oh my God, like I'm not a writer. Like, I don't know if I like my selection. I don't know if this is like what I want to share with the group. And I was like, hi, like stop being a perfectionist. This is literally just for fun. Oh my god. Send me everything. And like, it was so sweet. You guys are the best. I truly love reading them though. And it really, it's like, oh, people are like, you can't bullshit when you write. You know what I mean? No. So like to 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 feel the layers of honesty that like everyone is giving is like, oh shit, I gotta like I gotta up my game. You know, what what can we dive deeper into? But the prompts have been really interesting to to go into. Yeah, the prompts are really interesting. And what I will say about the process that I'm already starting to love is that I learned a little bit more about a few of the gals in the group. And these are like my oldest friends. Like these are really, really some great gals. Um, I learned more about them in just one week, Mm. Um, which, you know, to your comment about you can't really bullshit when you write, like the level of vulnerability and honesty and just like being where we're at was so cool to see in all of the writing. Um, And I think what's kind of cool is we're all kind of at the same place right now. And I'll be interested to see how that shifts and evolves over the weeks. Yeah, me too. It's like a little collective that's kind of evolving. And, you know, I feel like too, like I know like a lot of your friends through like, I feel like a friend of like on the housewives (laughs) and, um, it is really nice to like get to know people on a deeper level and, and have people share their vulnerabilities. Yeah. And I feel like it's like to that note, like it's, there's never a time where we would be all be able to be in the same room together at this level. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like a silver lining of this quarantine is that it's allowing us to create these online spaces where we can bring our worlds together and kind of share and support and uplift each other. So I've enjoyed it so far. And the prompts are really cool. It's like from Elizabeth Gilbert, um, like just a, a ton of different creatives who are coming through every week. So it's been really, it's been really amazing so far. Totally. I'm excited to, to keep sharing and maybe we'll hear some of those voices on the podcast. Yes. In the future. Love it. So what are you diving into? What's keeping you afloat? What any media that you're loving? Yeah, I got to say Leslie Jordan on Instagram is keeping me alive. Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. I had a call with my mother, a FaceTime call where we just talked about nothing but Leslie Jordan's videos and like Betty's, I don't even want to do it. I can't do it justice. So like, I just, I implore you to go to this man's Instagram 
and watch because it is a goddamn delight. You're a thousand percent right. And I I just watched one of his videos like before we started. I was like, oh, he posted something new. <laughs> I know. It's so good. And what's weird, Aaron, is he kind of like gives me energy. He gives me like the same energy your mom gives me in the best way. What? <laughs> he has a bit of the Mary Alice about him. What does that mean? <laughs> It's just this like endlessly upbeat, mm. but like, but like stating the reality of the situation, but not letting it get you down. Wow. And like he posted a video. Oh my God. Like what is time anymore? I have no idea what day it was, but he posted this video where he was like talking about, um, he was telling this really sweet story about his mom And he said, mama and them. And he's like, that's what we say in the South when we mean everybody. And just the way he told the story, I'm like, oh my God, this is so Mary Alice. I can't. Fascinating. (laughs) I love it. I'm not getting that read, but you know, you could be right. You could be wrong. You never get that read about your own mom. It's like people who think that my mom is like Elizabeth Warren. It's like, I don't see it. Mm. But people tell me. Mm. I think your mom is, has... We've seen a lot more layers to your mom than to Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> well, that's true. With love. But I know your mom from like a film buff. Yeah. You know, she's more complicated than we've seen, you know? I don't know. Maybe Elizabeth Warren likes Quentin Tarantino. You never know. You never know. Good questions. Um, but yeah, Leslie Jordan, I got to say, he's pretty much like holding it down right now. He's the best influencer on Instagram right now. Yeah, I've been watching some weird stuff, buddies. I'm about to repost some weird stuff on our Instagram. We got Matthew McConaughey giving like a 10-minute dialogue about, what was that romantic comedy he was in with What's-Her-Face? Oh, my God. Can Something's you be Gotta less... Give? No. No. He was in... How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Kate Hudson. Oh, yeah. He does like a black and white monologue about this movie. He's like, I'm just going to give the people what they want. And... D- is this something we want? I don't know. But here we Nobody are. Nobody asked for that. Nobody like, asked for that. We got a lot of, I have a lot of celeb videos I'm just banking for us that I'll be posting wow. soon. Oh, yeah. Am I like following the completely wrong people? I've not seen a single celebrity cross my path. Really? In like any meaningful way. You know, I've been deleting them, but now I'm more interested in what they're, what they're up to these days. <laughs> How they're all keeping their careers afloat. Yeah, and just what they're doing. And then I heard um, on another, you know, podcast that, like, some celebs refuse to go on camera without makeup. Like, it's a whole, something is really, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of goss to be. I got to like, go out the there makeup. and get another one of those rag mags for us. Yeah, you got to go get the goss. Yeah, got to bring it right to us. <laughs> um. Can you please tell me without any further ado what the Brad Pitt HGTV episode is all about? And like, I read about it and I have no idea how to watch it. So I need to live vicariously through you. Okay. First of all, I have no words. This was the most, (laughs) my mom watches HGTV. You know, it's on, you know what I mean? It is on. And when we found out this show was happening, we DVR'd it. We got to record it. Oh my God. We need to be on the front lines of this. First of all, I knew you're a fan. And I was like, we need to get boots on the ground. But also, it's Brad Pitt? Yeah. On HGTV coming down, a god coming down to television to yeah, grace girl. us with his presence and a sledgehammer? I was like, I, <laughs> what are we doing? So we watched it this afternoon, and my mother and I were riveted. I mean, it, 
you know how some people we hear about like the it factor. I'm not even, I wouldn't even consider myself a Brad Pitt. And I was like, oh, he could get it. Like he was just so (laughs) beautiful. I mean, he's a movie star and he's just, I mean, it was a delight because he was on set for all of one day, maybe, maybe an hour, maybe he gave him a half an hour. Yeah. And he was just joking with them, having fun. You know, and then he tells this beautiful story about how he's known this makeup artist for 30 years. She's worked on 40 films with him. You know, he'd like nothing more than to like make her space. She has this little garage that she keeps all her makeup space in to really blow it out. And oh my God. the Property Brothers, they were they were professional. They They were like, no problem, Brad. Like... It was all a dream. And then at the end to see her cry and he cried. I mean, the he pow- cried. Uh huh. What? Well, they put a photo of her parents in this little room just kind of for her. Like it wasn't like a center stage piece. It was like, this is just a little something for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a little nod. Yeah. And when he saw it, he cried. And then when she <sighs> saw it, she cried. And they, at the end, she was just like, I'm so overwhelmed with gratitude. This is beyond, Brad, your generosity, like, to have you as a friend all these years. You know, anytime you want to sleep on my couch, like, she really is. It was a, it was a delight. Melissa McCarthy's this week. Oh, I my mean, God. The stars are coming down, and we need uh, them right now. Oh, uh, I have to watch it. How do I watch it? I'm sure it's on a YouTube or a something i don't know i read an entire like a vanity fair article that like broke it down scene by scene and i was like living for every moment of it i, I almost mean, printed that's the article pretty much the whole thing i mean brad is really only in the beginning and the end yeah but i have to watch the whole thing like i have to see it you have to see them on tv it's like the whole magic of it yeah it i was, sound really unglued it was really great wow that's phenomenal and i'm excited about melissa mccarthy i mean again these star big movie stars gracing us with their presence. I mean, it was, it's beyond. It's great. Whoever thought of it is fucking brilliant. Whose house is she making over? I think it's an anniversary present for her husband. Oh. So technically, she's just doing her house, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. All oh, right, so definitely the, not. The same. other thing to note about Brad Pitt, he was very invested in. The textiles, the colors. What? He's he's holding things. He's looking at wood. You know, the property brothers were like, he really he knew his stuff. He, you know, it's gotta be six feet from this light. You know, he was really trying to jargon with them. And it was cute. <laughs> at one point he like asked like about a load bearing yada yada. And the property brothers kind of answered the question and then he was like, Okay, I don't know any more of what we're talking about. <laughs> it was cute. The man, the man knows his angles and he knows, he knows how to do that banter. Yeah. Wow. What a dream. Phenomenal. I feel like that's the pick of the week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was cute. Yeah. Pick of the week. Sure. Love it. Um, well, I watched Moonstruck and League of Their Own. Tell me about Moonstruck. I fucking can't. What? This movie. No, I don't accept. I don't accept this as a classic. You Wait. I am brokenhearted. Oh, I know. Yeah, no. I know. Please, I know. Matthews. I know. Sherry's going to be so mad at Stop. me. I know. This is like one of my favorite movies. Why didn't you like it? Two words. Okay. 
Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> you hurt my hand. Where's my Did wife? You- Did you realize that she fought to have him in that film and that it was supposed to be Peter Gallagher? I am tormented. She fought to have Nicolas Cage in the film? Correct. They were like, absolutely not. This guy fucking sucks. I don't want to do it. And she was like, well, I'm not going to do your fucking movie if you don't get him in the movie. And they were like, okay. And that's how he ended up in Moonstruck. I got to tell you, Peter Gallagher does not have the fire. To whip Cher into a bedroom and throw her on a bed and call himself a wolf. Does Nick Cage? Fuck yeah, he does. That scene made me want to crawl out of my fucking skin. And I was like, I'm sorry, are we just like jumping the gun so badly in this movie? We have established absolutely nothing and we're 30 minutes in. What's to jump a gun? I'm like, she doesn't love his brother. Who cares? Well, the brother is like, I mean, God, the whole thing is so woefully miscast. I can't, I like, I don't even know where to start with it. I was so disappointed because I, I will say, I will say there's nothing I love more than Cher on screen. Like nobody beats Cher. She is just so magnetic, so beautiful, so everything. And it was just all these fucking duds and no storyline just swirling around her. Wow, I hated it. I cannot disagree. What about the scene where she gets the makeover and she's at home and she's having the wine? Yeah, it's great. And everything with Cher is great. I could watch her walking down that street in Brooklyn Heights forever. Like where she's like does the little kick and it's all very whimsical. Great. Perfect. Amazing. And then Nick Cage comes in and I'm snapped back into the reality that is this nightmare of a movie. So you you were not into the Nick Cage of it all. No, he could. No. I can't mm. believe, I can't believe it. I almost want to like jump in a time machine and recast it and tell Cher she's doing the movie, whether she likes it or not, and cast Peter Gallagher. Ugh. Oh, it's horrible. I thought Nick I'm Cage sorry. was fun. Are you kidding me? No. Aaron I thought their Bagel. chemistry was fun. They don't have any chemistry. <laughs> they have no chemistry. Wow. It's all Cher. Ugh. You didn't like his monologue with the hand and the bread, I, I, and she's like, let me just make you a steak. Oh, the steak scene. <laughs> oh, my God. Just everything about, like, him acting, in quotation marks. I was like, who gave this man? And he comes from, like, a legacy Hollywood family, so I was like, oh, that's how he's able to be in a movie across from Cher. Wow. Diana. I have nothing nice to say about it, except that she's a magnetic woman, and I love her, and she's a goddess, and she's above us all. You know, that house was for sale, like, five years ago. Why aren't you living in it? I I ask myself the same question every day. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching, and all I kept Googling was, like, how, like... Okay, so where is this house? Okay, so how much are the houses around it? Like I, I just have kept, a photo like, of me. There's no way I'm gonna be able to find it, but I have a photo of me in front of the share house. What? I yeah, because it's you know just on the corner and yeah, in Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, exactly. Love it. See that? Okay, so there's a good thing that came out of Moonstruck. I love also the scene where they're trying to figure out like what's going on with her father, and he's like, you know, cheating on her, and he gives his mistress that bracelet 
Oh my God, the and charm says, bracelet. <laughs> with the birds and the stars. And he's like, birds fly to the stars, I guess. <laughs> he's trying to romance <laughs> it and it's just so good. Is and it? the end when he, her husband comes home, her, her fiance, and she's like, I'm going to go to your funeral in a red dress. I was like, this movie, nothing. Ugh. Apparently the director didn't feed any of them. So that, that last scene, they were all like on edge because he wanted it to feel like really real and really emotional. And then he got like sued by the union for not letting anybody eat lunch. <sighs> he was right. <laughs> he was right to do it because that scene is the best in the movie, I think. Do it for the art. You got to do it for the art. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's Fuck that's my Diana. dispatch on Moonstruck. I have another movie <laughs> I want us to watch, but now I'm afraid to recommend it. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of A League of Her- Their Own? You've seen it before, obviously. You know, it's funny you say that because I would have said no. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, I've seen this. Right. Like I've seen this scene yeah. and I've seen, I know that character. And obviously like, I know like all the famous lines and all the famous, I love it. I mean, Gina Davis is like just magnetic. God, she's um, gorgeous. She's fucking stunning and just so strong and so presents just so grounded on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, loved obviously Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell. Loved. Um, phenomenal and Lori uh who plays the sister who plays Kit um love yeah it's just a great cast also I think it's the best role Tom Hanks has ever done and I I would actually put my name toward that I was just gonna say I I liked him in this yeah and I normally don't like a Tom Hanks yeah I it's he is take it or leave it for me but I thought he was charming did you know that this movie originally was four hours long. What? And included a kiss between Tom Hanks and Gina Davis. What? Yeah. That's like the thing I like about the movie is that they never make them romantically linked. Right. Well, they, they kind of do that. Will they? Won't they? Do they have it? Do they not? Is he really good enough for her? I think they made the right choice in the end of keeping them separate, but that's why there was kind of so much romantic tension in the beginning, I think, because the original plot line did have them kiss and doing a kiss. Interesting. I'm glad they took that out. I feel like it's like perfect the way it is. Yeah, I feel like they could have pumped the brakes a bit on the romance of it because I feel like they weren't just buddy-buddy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of resent when, if you're going to do like a male female friendship, then just make it a friendship. You know, yeah, I, that was I like before the time the, when I wrote that in Hollywood. You know, my father tells me every day, he's like, boys can't be friends with girls because Harry met Sally. And it's like, can we just exist, you know, without <laughs> the tension? It's like, give me a break. Oh, man. We should do an episode about Harry met Sally. That's my only note. Oh, my God. My, it's my father's, it's like the only film he's ever seen. Nice. It's a good one. It's a great one. It is a good um, one. I, yeah, I loved A League of Their Own. I feel like, you know, bless P- Penny Marshall and just like how she made movies is so cool. And everything about it is just really, it, it deserves to be as iconic as it is because totally. there's so much in that movie that, you know, you watch it, it has such good pacing. The characters are like 
really fun, but not like larger than life and kind of, um, almost like comic book or cartoonish. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that movies like that can sometimes veer into that category where everybody kind of becomes a stock character. Um, and I think it just holds the space really nicely and it stays in its lane for like what it wants to be, which is showcasing this incredible story and like, um, making some jabs at Hollywood while it's at it. So I think it's really fun. Yeah. I think the gender, a good quarantine movie. Totally. The gender stuff is relatable today, obviously. And I thought the most interesting thing about this film is the sister dynamic, which, you know, we talked about in Little Women as well as like the complicated relationship siblings have and how they feel about each other. And it's that scene at the end where she, you know, tells the pitcher or the, yeah, the pitcher. Is that the person who throws? Correct. Having like quarantine brain. (laughs) Um, you know, like she can't lay off them, like do the high balls for her. She can't hit them and she can't mm-hmm. lay off them. And like just their, their tension together. I thought that was really, really interesting. And I liked, yeah, it's a cute, fun, nostalgic. I think it's an afternoon flick. Love it. What else have you been watching? Um, I dived back into Killing Eve. Catching yes. up. Yes. Catching up. Um... I am very invested in, we got New York Housewives, we got Beverly Hills just started. I mean, we've got Vanderpump in the full mix. It's like, thank God, you know, the reality, like nothing makes me feel more normal than like eating a bag of chips and watching Jax Taylor talk about being a 50-year-old bartender at Sir. (laughs) Like... It just, it's, it transports my brain in such a relaxing way that I feel, I feel so grateful. (laughs) And at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm chilled to my bones because they film during the summer. So Vander, we're not going to get a Vanderpump season next year. Oh my God. And we're going to have to reconcile that. But right now, you know, Jackson, Brittany just got married. Everyone is sick of it. It's a slow season, honestly, but I'm glad, you know, my friends are around. Yeah, they're back. They're there to support you. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm happy. I mean, the amount of content we're not going to have next year is something that my brain can't fully process at this time. Wow. Did you know that Hollywood had its first zero box office, like, week or month, like, in the history of Hollywood? Oh, my God. Like, movies are just going straight to DVD. I mean, we're not going to have the Oscars. Like, we're not going to have Golden Globes. We're not going to... Because there'll be no TV to reward. There'll be no movies being made. Like, it's not going to be a thing. Diana, this is our year. I know. We got to get in. I got to make this movie. Make it. (laughs) We got to submit it to Sundance. (laughs) If nobody else is nominated, we for sure stand a chance. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be us and, like, four other people. (laughs) <laughs> i love it wouldn't that 2021 <laughs> it's all us uh, i guess we'll give it to you guys uh, just take it it's, yeah whatever yeah <laughs> i bet they'll do something though don't you think i mean they can't because no movies are being made like how would it would have to be it would have to be like stuff that's filmed last year well and just I hasn't mean, been released yeah 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 I mean, maybe we got a a shot. 
yeah, I think we we have a shoe in for sure. And if we get Brad on our side, Brad Gina Pitt? Davis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just tell him that you liked the episode. Have they been in a movie together? I feel like they have. Are you fucking kidding me? Thelma and Louise. Thelma Louise, yes. Thank Come you. on. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. He thanked her in his Oscar speech. It was great. Maybe we'll walk down. Well, did he win for that role? No, he won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but he said, I want to thank everyone who helped me get my start. And he was like, Gina. Oh, that's cute. So sweet. It was just like thrown in there effortlessly. God, Brad, he's something's going on there. <laughs> his life. Yeah, his for life. sure. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Have um, you ever seen the Goop show? Yeah, no. No, me neither. Although the oh, podcast the- episode with Blythe Danner and Gwyneth Paltrow is like probably one of my favorite podcast episodes ever. Yeah, it's a good one. And I love she's... the Goop podcast. I just haven't seen the show. I was asking you, genuinely, earnestly asking you if you'd seen it and if I should watch it. No, I haven't seen it. But um, Blythe Danner is like, yeah, you know, Gwen, you really used to love to date projects and people that you had to save. And I was like, and she doesn't mm. get any further than that. And I'm like, Blythe, give us the notes. <laughs> wow. It's a lot. Fair enough. Um, someone else's podcast. I sent it to you today. You have to listen to it. Um, I'm shouting it from the rooftops. Brene Brown. Talking about grief. Yeah. Talking about life um, with a grief expert. So phenomenal. So able to name all of these feet, cultural feelings we're feeling. Um, she gets a little bit scholarly in her dialect about like this theory that theory but if you can hang with it it's I felt like it truly named a lot of stuff that I wasn't able to articulate yeah great I mean I texted you back today grief is something I'm really um been thinking about a lot lately obviously um and I've been listening to a few people talk about it kind of from different perspectives like individual grief collective grief um the grief that's like been triggered in us by the worldwide grief that's currently being experienced. Um, so I'll definitely check it out. I feel like I'm like off my podcast game a little bit because I don't have a commute anymore. <laughs> so mm. I'm like struggling to kind of get back to making them a part of my routine. But um, so many people have talked about Brené's podcast. I definitely need to check it out. Yeah, you do. It's really good i'm avoiding the one that she does with alicia keys but why (laughs) why are you avoiding it because alicia just came out with the book i don't know that much about alicia keys i'll say that maybe you should listen to it i'm not like drawn to her star so i'm not you know what i mean yeah she's very interesting though is she i'm sure she is she's also very grounded and very Mm. like has gone through, I mean, she got famous so young. I think she was like 19. Oh, wow. Um, when her first album came out. And she was performing before that, too. So she um, has weathered quite a storm. And she's a, hol- like, she's a music industry heavyweight. And she's kind of like the person that everybody trusts to go to. Um, you know, like when Kobe, or yeah, when Kobe Bryant passed away, like the night before um, the Grammys. Alicia Keys was brought in to like host and like kind of hold the center for everyone. Wow. Um, 
and she did a phenomenal job of it. So yeah, she just kind of comes in the, at these moments, I feel, and like she's just so well-respected in the industry. Um, mm. So she might, yeah, I think she'd be interesting to listen to for sure. All right, I'll do it. All right, very well. When my daughter watches like a nursery rhyme show, I'll put in a podcast. <laughs> You're like, I can't do it. And sit with her and she thinks I'm interacting with her, but I'm really ignoring her. Yeah. These are my parenting tips. It's great. My mom used to hide <laughs> mystery books in the cupboards in the kitchen because every time she sat down, we'd ask her for something. So she would stand in the kitchen and read. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I hid in the bathroom yesterday. Nice. I took like a half bath and then was like, I'm just going to pretend that I'm still in here and see if I can avoid everyone in my life. How did it go? Oh, pretty good. But then I got cold and I was like, well, I must venture out. oh Oh. well leslie jordan is getting us all through yes yes he is anything else on your list that's exciting or no i mean i've become like a scrabble go champion like i don't want to like really drop a bomb here at the end but like basically (laughs) it's consumed my life as i say i don't have time for podcasts are you playing like a digital game or what's yeah I'm playing about 25 different games currently. Um, wow, you're one of those people. I've just become one of those people. I've not touched a Scrabble board ever in my life before this. Oh, I could totally see you crushing Scrabble. You're a oh journalist. My God. I'm obsessed, Aaron. It's a problem. I'm going to have to have it like taken away from me. No, live it. It's a pandemic. Thank you. Yeah. I watched a medium today on Instagram for like 20 minutes, like just give readings to like everybody in the comments was like, your grandmother says hi, that person says a bow. I was like, what am I doing? What, what am I <laughs> what? doing? That is so much. Who yeah. is this medium? How did you come across this? Uh, well, you know, my friend Ashley, Ashley from the pod, we just have wrangled everyone. Hey. Um, she... Um, has a gaggle of mediums that she, you know, you need your dog needs a medium, your house needs a medium. I mean, she knows everybody. You need your spirit guide. So it's one of her, um, Thomas John is one of her friends. And so I follow him on Instagram. Love it. Yeah. Great. Good. Um, hang in there, lady. I feel like it's like a really strange time. I feel like a sponge that's just been sitting under running water for like an hour. Wow. On that visual note. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. Well, what are you, is there anything you're looking forward to? Yes. Anything on the docket? Hmm. Yes. I feel like I love, I'm loving the new season of Killing Eve. Betty's, if you're watching, it started up. It's great. I'm here for it. I'm going to try to catch up. Yeah, people are kind of like not loving it, but I'm here for it because Sandra O oh is my everything. Um, yes. And I don't know. I'm just kind of excited to do more isolation journaling. Um, and I'm just kind of finding routine and non-routine. So, I love it. Yeah. What are you excited about? I'm excited about going to the wine store. Yes. Um, excited about all the reality that's my way. And and continuing to find those pockets of like really cool media. Um, like I'm doing a watching a a Zoom tomorrow to benefit the ninety two 92nd Street, oh my god, YMCA, um, with Askrana, my favorite comedian. Um, you know, so I think there's stuff that's popping up here and there. And I feel like we're also like in this nostalgia wave. Do you feel that? 
Totally. Where people are just wanting to like reconnect with old friends. They're looking at childhood media. Like we're really in this very interesting, we just want to feel comfort. You know, there's this desperation to just feel like that warm hug from the media that you love. So I think it'll be interesting to kind of keep, you know, digging into that and, you know, and having these combos, checking in. Yeah, we have to keep checking in on each other. We have to thank all of the essential workers and healthcare workers who are showing up every day. I'm just in awe of what people are doing right now. Um, The sacrifices people are making are incredible. And I think in all of this, we need to not forget like why we're all stuck indoors and why this is all happening. Um, And I think that just trying to practice gratitude whenever you can, um, stay gracious whenever you can, and yeah, really take care of yourself and others during this time is I think what's going to get us all through. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to moms who are working and homeschooling and providing meals and doing laundry and running the household. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, women are the unsung heroes of, you know, unpaid labor. And I feel I'm feeling that with a lot of my friends right now of how heavy this is. And, you know, with it not having an end in sight, how stressful that can be. Um, You know, so just also, I, I feel like we're in this place too, where this idea, there's like this idea that you have to be grateful all the time too, that I think is lingering. And I think we a hundred percent have to stay grounded in like our privilege and, you know, and what we're being called to do, which is really just stay home and, and be, but also giving space for grief, however it manifests and, you know, and trying as hard as we can, I think I, to not compare the grief to not say, well, I'm not going out on the front line, so I shouldn't feel sad today. Or, you know, I don't have a baby, so, like, I should be grateful that I can, like, watch now. Whatever it is, like, we all need to feel and be where we're at. There is no, like, nobody's grief is bigger than anybody else's right now. And we all need to hold space for each other's because we're just in this. We're floating. We are just yeah. on the pool float, and we are just, and nobody knows <laughs> where or why or how. Yeah, that's a really, um, that's a really great observation and a really good thing to name. I feel like every day I'm just trying to like remind myself, obviously of all the privilege and, and incredible things around me that others don't have right now. Um, and it's really tough to balance sometimes being grateful and being gracious, um, and grounded And also like letting yourself feel what you need to feel. Um, Because I believe in that too. And I believe in giving yourself space to, to name the emotions as they come up or to just feel the emotions as they come up. Um, And it can sometimes be difficult to really allow yourself to do that when you're constantly comparing yourself and your own situation to others. Um, So yeah, I think, I think the more we talk about it and the more we just keep checking in the better. Totally. We're just like, in a giant comparison loop, just watching everybody on Instagram all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Oh my goodness. Are you just laughing to yourself over there? I mean, I, it's like, it's, (laughs) it's absurd. 
you know, like I, I truly, I feel like I'm, I'm up, I'm down, I'm high, I'm low there. It's like what really, there are no words. Yeah. It's, um, I keep trying to like be perfect in this time. Mm, I notice my perfectionism, just like what I should be doing right now. What's the best thing I can be doing right now? How do I want to show up today for others? Like what, Mm. how can I be the best employee today? How can I like really show my value today? How can I make the best dinner? Like what's the most full thing I can do with my day today? And like, I've noticed over the past week or so, I'm driving myself crazy by trying to like be perfect yeah. in whatever that looks like in my little messed up brain. And I think it's me like struggling to surrender to the uncertainty of all of it. And the fact that like, it is what it is and you don't need to show up as anything because this is happening, whether you show up good, bad or indifferent, you know? Well, I think one of the weird things about this is that there's this illusion that we have like all this extra time Mm -hmm. and like that we should be learning languages and that we should be painting, you know, symphonies like this whole idea that this should be a renaissance, you know, of our better self is is really bullshit. You know, like you're working a full time job like what are you supposed to write the great American novel just because you're at home? Like that's not how life works. And so I do think there is this weird, you know, influencer e illusion of what we should be doing, which could really trigger, of course, the perfectionism of like, Oh shit. Like now I have to be the best version because I didn't have to commute today. Like, <laughs> I feel like for me, that was like the first thing that I had to throw out the window. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm with a child all day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not, I can't, I'm not like at home, like hang, like that's not my reality. That's not my experience, you know? So I think we also need to be so like kind to ourselves, but like even on a deeper level, like the people who think that they're like going to learn a new language are in deep denial that we are in a global pandemic. Like we are grieving as a nation, as a country, you know, as a world, I mean, this is, like, really fucked up. And no, like, creative can come unless we reckon with the grief we are all feeling. Yeah. I mean, that says it all. It's, It's not the productivity Olympics. We don't have this time in order to get all this time back to do the things. We have this time because there's a global pandemic and we can't go outside. Right. And how's that supposed to make everybody feel? You know, and now all of a sudden we're supposed to be like the best versions. Like it's, that's, it's absolutely insane. hundred percent. And we're all supposed to just be dealing with it and like be adjusting and adapting and like just rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I keep sighing into my microphone. Ken would be killing me. Yeah, I've been just like, like fully groaning throughout the house, which is driving my mother crazy. Um, But I read somewhere that it's like really good for you to just like, like let it out, you know? I keep sighing and I think Amara is like just about ready to move out. He's like, (laughs) can you stop sighing? Like, just please stop. And I'm like, I don't even realize I'm doing it. It's so good to release it out of your body, I think. I love it. I love sighing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's going to, it's going to see me through. Yeah. 
Well, we got to do what we got to do. We do indeed. And we got to help each other do the things. For sure. Well, it was lovely chatting with you, Diane. I hope our beaverettes are staying safe, staying sane, staying six feet apart, (laughs) not leaving their houses. And if you have your own thoughts or you're watching things that you really love, please, please, please DM us on Instagram at Beaver Talk, nice and simple. And uh, we love to hear from you. So let us know what you're thinking about watching and how we can support you. I love it. Happy Feminist Wednesday, Diana. Happy Feminist Wednesday, Erin. Bye.